Hello and welcome to Balcony Talks. I'm Margarida and today we will talk about time. That's right. To the next topic that was more voted on my social media, it was about deadlines and multitasking. So yes, time. It's our subject for today. And uh, actually, what a better timing <laughs> for this episode, because it usually, as you know, uh, is released on Thursdays. However, I'm recording it uh, and it will be only re released on Saturday, because this was a busy, busy week as I am starting a new job. And also this week started the Experience Agile Week here in Lisbon, uh, which I recommend you to, to go if you can this year or the next year. So it's usually around September and it has a lot of cool speakers, uh, people from different countries and industries. And it's an opportunity to mingle, network, learn some stuff and have some food for thought. So I really uh, can recommend it to you. So it, it, as it was so busy, <laughs> the podcast is going to be released Saturday and uh, what better timing to talk about time. So, little overview as usual, time. So, what's this time stuff that is causing us a lot of stress? So, as we know, time is the most scarce and precious resource that we have. Um, so, it's that one thing that if you get distracted, poof, it's gone. So, I think, at least for me, and I bet for you too, it's a little bit stressful, right? So as millennials, not only millennials, but especially millennials, we know a lot about FOMO. Isn't that right? So FOMO, for the ones who don't uh, are not so familiar with this, so it's a fear of missing out. And it's something that it's, well, I would say a, a problem, a disease actually of the, the modern times. And what is this fear of missing out? So the world moves so fast and we have so much to do and to accomplish that we fear that we are missing something. Because everything's happening at all the time, so we need to attend our health, relax and rest, but we also need to mingle and to meet our friends and our family and be available for them. And we also need to um, kind of cultivate our brains and read books and do some cultural activities and go to the theater and to the movies and then also read some books that are not work-related are fun. And we want to read all the books from Agatha Christie because it was a goal that we set for ourselves. And then we also need to see a lot of Netflix series that our friends are talking about when you we also want to see and to participate on the conversation but then also there are documentaries around for example our, our environmental stuff that we want to catch up because we saw something on the news that we wanted to know more about and also we have everything going around at work and the work is demanding and we need to learn more to do our work best but then we also want to travel and then we also need to go uh, well I don't know shop for something that we need for our house and it's going to take time because it's a big furniture for example Uh, and then also we have a lot of chores to accomplish and then also we need to have some free time not planned for anything for unexpected stuff so yeah it's a bit stressful right and we don't want to miss out on any of this stuff so for today what i wanted to talk about with you is how should we plan our life and our work but also live a little yeah it's a little bit cumbersome right Let me go here, see on my notes. So I had some 
definitions, if we can call it like that, that we would need to go through today. So, one of those being deadlines. Deadlines on the dictionary, it says, latest time or date to complete something. Well, okay, that made me wonder, but does this mean then that we could do it before? So, if it's the latest time, we can complete it before, right? But then also, it's good to have deadlines, because it's a dreadful world, like deadlines. Okay, are we dead after the line? What's going to happen? <laughs> Stressful. No, deadlines are actually great to set things uh, on track and to also meet expectations. So we know that uh, a new iPhone is going to be released on the date X and the world moves around that date because communications are being prepared, people are, are already booking um, their reservations to buy one, the stores are being prepared for the lunch. Well, this is an example. Deadlines. A marriage date so people are going to get married on date X so until that date they have to invite all the family prepare all the things so it's like a, an event preparation right so this uh, is actually good because okay we are getting married but we don't know the date so okay when should I uh, book the day to go to the address the restaurant prepare everything and be at your party right So, of course, we need dates and, of course, we need deadlines if there is a pre-work um, that with lots of things, tasks that need to be done until that uh, period in time. But then also we have multitasking. And why do we have multitasking? So, as we become busier and busier and we know we have deadlines, well, the tasks just begin to stack up and up and up and we want to do all the things or the things done All at once we know deadlines um, and multitasking sometimes are not healthy so as we talked it creates stress multitasking can even create create the defocus and lesser the quality and the engagement of what we are doing for example if I'm in a session uh, with someone at work a video conference call and I'm doing a lot of stuff in the background. So does this increase or decrease the engagement that I'm creating with that person? Of course, it's decreasing. It's even unpolite, right? So there are situations where we absolutely should avoid multitasking. But of course, as we are so busy and we have so much stuff to get done, multitasking is used and, well, for the better or the worst, it's used, um, well, a lot. For me, for example, I can tell you, I usually walk the dog and while I do that, I'm a lot of times on a phone call at the same time and also replying to emails if I'm able to, because the dog, well, he <laughs> it's a little bit savage sometimes and thinking about, okay, what, what food do I have in my house to cook lunch? So in this short um, walk, I'm like doing four or sometimes five tasks That of course I'm not looking at the vital stuff that we need to, to, to do like see if there's a car coming and breathing and etc just be alive right but that also uh, is consuming our energy as humans although it's not a cognitive uh, task but a lot of people look at multitasking like an art people who can multitask very well are uh, well artists but also 
a lot of people look at multitasking as a curse. So they want to focus on the tasks and really get that done and well done and not do everything at the same time. Well, crazy. Okay, I, I will then also go for some tips around these two um, definitions, so deadlines and multitasking. But first, we need to deep dive a little bit on this topic of uh, time. And also, I wanted to speak a little bit with you about time versus schedule and about control versus management. Okay, for the manage management point of view, I think this is important. And I will give you some uh, context about something that is more familiar to me with my project management background, but I think it's wide enough to fit in all the realities. That is about, um, you know, PMI, the Project Management, management Institute. They have a book of knowledge that is the PMBOK, Project Management Book of Knowledge. And in my opinion, um, there are a lot of PMBOK version that went out to the market. Currently, we are on the seventh version. And PMI is the great example on greatness around having an institution for project management standards, but then they become a little bit irrelevant uh, on the field because the world moving so fast and they just couldn't adapt at the same pace. This is my opinion. So for the latest editions of PMBOK, they already have content that is very, very, very well relevant for the current manager. If I, I can be so bold even to say it, if it fits or doesn't fit the mindset of a millennial manager. Uh, so the content is now there, but in my opinion, it was a little bit too late because they lo lost relevance uh, in the market and well, people just turn to other source of information and, and knowledge and not the PM box. So the PM box now it's a little bit silly, like, okay, the oldies, it's very good still, but it's like a classical way of thinking. And if we go read the seventh edition, it's not that classical anymore. It's a little bit more actual. Uh, so I think updated, but it came out too uh, slow. So they didn't adapt at the, the time they should. So this is a little bit around time. In specific, what does PMBOK say around time? So before on the latest, on, on the older editions of the book, the body of knowledge, we had a specific chapter that was one of the knowledge areas of a project manager that it was called time management. And when I started studied, studying project management and applying project management, I always thought about this chapter, okay, it's more about, well, planning and scheduling, etc. But it's not actually time planning because what are we like? We are sorcerers, wizards that can manage time. <laughs> can you create magically more time or uh, go back and, and forward in time? No, of course, we cannot do that. So this was kind of a, well, a very holistic way of thinking about managing time because we cannot manage or control time unfortunately so actually this was changed so on the PMBOK for example the sixth edition uh, the the chapter was changed to schedule management and it's one of the knowledge areas of project management because we actually manage the schedule so we have 
an amount of, of uh, individual, we have an amount of time, like a time frame, we have an amount of budget, etc. So we have these resources and then we manage them, okay? We don't control the time. So I wish, but no, impossible. So actually PMI, that is, well, a very well-known institution also, uh, the people that work there and the people who gave feedback to the books also thought that way and they changed it to schedule. So that makes sense, right? On the latest edition, uh, the seventh edition of the PM book, it's actually changed again. So we don't have any more the schedule management. So we now have a life cycle um Well, before that, I will tell you something before because I think it's good for also for the, the topic that we are talking about. That is, actually, before the book was very uh, prescriptive and we don't want that anymore. Okay, We talked on the last episode, for example, about management 3.0, about books that are not cookbooks, are books that give us tools and ideas for, for then we grab those things and we tailor it to our reality or our projects, products, etc. Uh, on our work daily basis. So this also um, happened with the PMBOK and the biggest change, as they call, is a shift that was from a process-based management to a principle-based um, delivery. And by delivery, I mean outputs. Okay, so now we have tools, techniques, uh, even frameworks, if you want, to improve and help us think about our outputs, having the right principles in mind. Okay, and this, the right is something shady, okay? It's not that is right or wrong, but focus on what it's important uh, to get things done, well, in a nutshell. So, for this, going back to the seventh edition, so we now are principle-based, So taking that into account, the book focuses a lot on life cycle and on planning. Okay, so not as much in schedule management because schedule management also was a little bit about, or it was not about, but it led us to think about, okay, schedule management is a lot like, okay, I need to fill the calendar, like a secretary, you know, and it's not, that is not also the, the, the goal. So the goal is having principles to have a, a healthy flow of activities that if it's a continuous flow, we can call it a life cycle, like a product life cycle, for example, or uh, in, if you are talking about Scrum, you know, the flow of the sprints and where are the planning activities, etc., going to happen. And then going deep dive on the planning itself. For example, if we have planning on a continuous um, iteration on a team that produces, for example, software, it's very different from the planning of having a factory that is producing, I don't know, uh, bottles of um, juice. So for a factory, the planning means that we have a lot of infrastructure, physical infrastructure that needs to be bought and maintained right so this is very very different from having software for example that well it's more I, i wouldn't say easier but probably will change more and it's it's a different way of planning uh, because we don't have that much upfront budget for example that we need to buy stuff physical stuff like we have in a factory so it's more about those principles that we should consider when planning 
So this was important for me to tell you about the time and the schedule and then the schedule and the life cycle because all of it goes back to management planning in well to be very short but it's different and doesn't make any sense to say that we are managing the time um schedule it makes a lot of sense but it's not sufficient so it's more about designing and then managing the life cycle whatever product project you know you name it so these are were the deep dive that I wanted to speak with you uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some tips today that are um, well I, I tried to simplify <laughs> as much as I could but they will see I would say quite basic tips but Usually it's in the basics that we fail, in my opinion. So the first one is around multitasking and how we should avoid it. And well, I'm an advocate for this, but I actually don't apply it. I'm very bad because I'm always doing multitasking. And avoid multitasking, why? There are lots of studies that you can look up. I won't bother you uh, with the, those, de those details, but multitasking was actually proven in an, uh, neuroscientific uh, studies that were made with a lot of different individuals doing simple tasks like like day-to-day -day tasks and also complex tasks like sometimes we do in our jobs and it was proven that the defocus that the multitask brings is not efficient at all so we do sometimes more things and better things if we focus on single tasks And if we think about, for example, Kanban, that we have like uh, those lanes and each lane is a status, for example, probably this will help, uh, help us visualize how we are multitasking and if we are doing too many things at once and then track back the results of not doing things at once, doing single tasks and complete them. And that will be actually, in terms of human behavioral, must a lot more um, rewarding than just, well, doing a lot of stuff, feel overwhelmed all the time and then sometimes complete not even half of the things that we aim to. And sometimes with lower quality. This is very difficult to implement this tip, at least for me, but it's proven that the best thing that we can do is avoid multitask. Okay, how? We'll go a little bit through that. But let me tell you, the next one, it's about the deadlines and deadlines, as we saw before, well, if they are the latest time or date to complete something, it means it can be prepared, okay? Because the deadlines usually are known. If they are not known, it's, well, some probably, um, how can I say, unexpected stuff that happened. But usually we know the deadlines. We know they are going to happen on date X. So prepare for them. This is quite simple. For this tip, I, in my opinion, it's an easy one. I do this, this all the time. So if you know we need to deliver a product release by date X, we need to plan on all the things that we need to accomplish to meet that deadline. So we need to prepare, okay? Don't procrastinate and just let the time well pass and then it's too late and we do all the things last minute. Okay, this is called, also this has a name, <laughs> it's called the student syndrome. 
that you know you have the test and uh, or an exam and it's on the detex and then you just procrastinate until well one week after the exam that has well i don't know 20 chapters to study and one week is way too <laughs> too short but the students do that all the time i've did it you've did it who didn't right so it's called the student syndrome well as well adults in our daily jobs complex jobs usually this does not fly so we need to prepare for the deadlines this is my second tip the next tip i think it will help a little bit on the multitasking and the deadlines that is automate so all the tasks especially the repetitive boring ones that we need to do we should identify those see how much time they are consuming and see if there is a possibility of automation. For example, one thing that I like a lot is on the, our email uh, folders, on our email well, boxes or servers, just organize them by folders and everything is going to be categorized and going to the right folder, okay? Or label it and put it on the right folder and then just do some rules to highlight what's really important to read and take care of immediately what you can take care of afterwards so it will the the criteria will depend a lot on what you're you are working on or what you consider important the thing is try to automate as much as much as possible to consume less of your attention on well buzz noise and your attention being focused on what's really important to to look at so the next one um, or my fourth tip would be limit whip whip it's the work in progress uh, this is good i would say for multitasking and deadlines but especially multitasking limit the work in progress is something that humans are not um, computed <laughs> to do so we just take on more and more stuff and uh, prioritize and deprioritize. Sometimes we don't do that, don't, don't prioritize or deprioritize at all, which is quite bad. Um, but yeah, this would be my suggestion. Limit the work in progress. If you are working in Kanban, you can look it up. There are ways to do this, so techniques, um, formulas to calculate what you are doing and how to avoid it. If you don't have well the time... <laughs> the time funny or patience to do this um just well draw like a, a kanban a simple kanban with states and you can measure what is what is in progress or doing on whatever state of well not completed yet and you can measure how much is too much so work in progress if i have more than than i don't know 10 tasks at the same time and I'm just flying a number here, okay? The, the number can be two, can be three, can be whatever you see fit, depending on the task and the complexity, etc. But all the tasks that shouldn't be in parallel or there is not an immediate priority to be in parallel, they you should complete the one you are doing before you take on another one, okay? And there's a lot of information about this the limit the work in progress that i would invite you to to look up and and read because i think it helps a lot as managers it's also our job to limit the work in progress of the teams uh, and this is something that is very important because sometimes the people are not so aware of the priorities and that's something that we should be able to help 
my next tip is on creating routines so if you are a person that is highly creative with lots of ideas but you are not so left side brain and analytical thinking and you are having facing troubles on managing uh, your schedules this is especially important um, for the people that are very quite organized etc this is also important but not so well um, mandatory but creating the routines helps a lot on well understanding your flow of work understanding your flow also of life and one thing that is important important when creating routines is also to include time for well nothing planned so creativity time innovation time focus time not focus in the way that i'm doing the task but focus in the way that a reading time or i'm listening to a podcast so include like those um, moments that are not task driven itself by some work task okay so just to give you like a break to for the brain to center itself again another one difficult a difficult one but it's important avoid that FOMO that we talked about on the beginning of the, the episode the fear of missing out because if you have your priorities really clear your routine created you are avoiding multitasking so you it is implied that you already prioritize what is important to you and I'm t this is can be about life or about work anyhow uh, avoiding that FOMO means you already are pulling in tasks and and stuff to do that is going towards one of the the goals that you have so whatever you are missing out well it is what it is let's not stress about that because no human uh, can do all the things at the same time and well just prioritize what's really important If you do the, this avoid FOMO, I think it will also be uh, a stress reliever. Also, if you do that thing of including the creativity and the, the relaxed time into the routines, because it's very important that we redu reduce our stress levels, not only for the obvious reasons like well health, but also because it impacts a lot our productivity in terms of, for example, meeting a deadline. So my last... Um, tip it's one thing that i already mentioned but making a plan it's great and it's necessary but also live a little so this applies to your job career to your life as a whole to a specific project that you have or an initiative but this is very important so have a plan but also live a little because if you you also need to make things fun and kind of fall in love for things that you do uh, the tasks themselves Otherwise, well, it's just, well, burden. So as usual, I will now move on to a reading suggestion. For all the podcasts, we have though, that reading suggestion. And for today, I have a really fun book that is called Don't Read This Book, Time Management for Creative People. And it was written by Donald Ross. Let me just read you here about this. So... The book says and on the cover, as creative people we have ideas, bad, good, weird, clever and even brilliant ideas, but most of them, even the great ones, never see the light of day. Why? If you ask a creative person, the answer will always re revolve about time. We simply need time to execute an idea and do it well, more time than we have. 
yeah so the book basically uh, focuses on how to make choices about everything you do in your daily creative practices and life and it has a cool thing that i will uh, show you um or talk to you a little bit about that is the to-do lists and the to-don't lists and you have here one actually two pages where you have kind of a to-do and to-don't checklist and it goes like one do you believe in it yes or no if no it goes to the to-don't list if yes it goes to another question does the project fit your hashtag and this basically is the way the the wording that the book the book uses to see does this task or initiative or whatever you need to do fit your goals yes or no if it doesn't go to the to don't list if yes would you need or use it yourself this is an exercise for if you are thinking about for example a product if you won't use it yourself then you go to the to don't list if you yes i would use it myself so do you have time to commit yes or no if you don't have time to commit to don't list if you do have time to commit blah 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 so it goes uh, with I don't, I don't know more three four questions um understanding if you, okay should it go to the to do or the to don't list if you are a creative person in this case so you are doing ideation and after all the questions you get your to do list and i think this is of course an exercise you can tailor it to your reality but i thought it was it was a cool technique and also Uh, from a different person so the author Donald Ross is a typography um, designer it's it's a creative person it's not well a manager or someone that it's more like um, inside the area so it's kind of a B type person that wrote this book and I think it has valuable insights for you um, so for today We have a Portuguese word, of course, like usual, for friends um, overseas or non-Portuguese speakers. And the word, the word today is time. In Portuguese, it's called tempo. Tempo. So that's all for today. Thank you very much for listening. You already know, reach out to give your feedback and to share some ideas. We already have topics for the next episodes. Um, there was already some ideas. I will do a voting as usual. So if you also want to hear a little bit about some specific topic, let me know. And if you, if you like the podcast, as usual, please share it, follow and stay tuned. See you on the next talk.